I'm Carrie Fink, and it is a pleasure, as always, to welcome you to Kingdom Living with Glenn Reppel. Hey, how are you today, Glenn? Oh, fantastic. Uh, it's just great. Uh, it, it's great to just be teaching, because, uh, Carrie, we just know the Word of God does not return void, and we're just seeing the impact all over the world, uh, as yes. you're just showing some of the statistics, how in countries in India and all around the country, uh, all around the world, uh, people are being impacted uh, through the word of God. Uh, because as you know, uh, many times all we're doing is reading the word of God. We're, we're, we're uh, just reading right off the page here, uh, not giving interpretation. We're giving this is what the word of God says. And uh, it's just neat to see how God's using uh, the Kingdom Living series. It is so exciting to watch it just grow and reach people, like I said, not only in all 50 states here in the United States of America, but literally gaining a following uh, worldwide. We see it week by week, and I'm so excited about today's message, uh, which is titled The Power of Now Faith. And this is one of the points, Glenn, I think that you brought from the very beginning about the value of kingdom living, uh, is that, that we so often as Christ followers choose to live below our potential. And, and the potential is, is, is if we can move to where a life where God sees us, how God sees us as um, kingdom living, uh, that is really what this is all about. And I wanted to, to, to remind folks, you know, if you're new to the kingdom living series, you may not necessarily uh, be all that familiar with some of the concepts and things that we're, we're bringing to you. But as Glenn said, basically, uh, it's all coming straight out of the Holy Bible. But Glenn, one of the things as you uh, were doing a lot of uh, prayerful consideration and God gave you over the years, you've been doing this thing, the REPL Minute since 2006, where you have been creating a Monday through Friday daily, uh, I call it a biblical um, encouragement moment. Monday through Friday that is accessed by thousands of people around the world. Um, you know, it's interesting because your background is people wouldn't say, oh, well, where's your church or where do you preach at? But you're actually quite a successful business person. You have your own company for years called GA Repl. In fact, you guys just uh, recently wrapped up a huge uh, national conference where you had people flying in from all over to participate and it's interesting how, why you really in the marketplace, you're also very concerned with ministering. Mm. What's well, so neat because uh, we have 40 offices around the country as financial advisors. And, and, and what was so exciting is to see why do they come here to our conference? Uh, and really what it is, they're like-minded. So, so what's happened is we've built a community, uh, which I call the Ecclesia. So we are a church without walls. And so we've been teaching these same concepts uh, within our financial advisors. And so we've been bringing a biblical worldview uh, to financial services, uh, which we started about 25, uh, over 25 years ago, showing uh, people how they could screen out the darkness in their portfolios, uh, which they weren't even aware of that they were investing in companies uh, that were not interested in, uh, in, in the godly pursuit of godly things. So, so that's been something we've been doing. And uh, I know you just uh, edited some of the things we were just doing on the, uh, just showing how to reduce taxes. So it's just, yeah. uh, so we integrate all these services to, uh, with a biblical worldview to bring legacy planning uh, to the families. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times when you get involved and you start to study under a particular um, uh, 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 somebody who's who's doing a good job of teaching, um, you know, people have often asked, say, well, how come I, I listen to the whole Kingdom Living message and you're not asking for a donation or, or you're, you know, or that kind of thing. And it's an interesting place to be because really when you think about it, um, we talk a lot about the book you wrote called Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy, because this is kind of like the awareness point where you start to understand that you're going to make a decision. Are you going to follow the world system and, and buy into all the, the, the original fraud that happened uh, when the enemy said, and you too could be like God, 
Or are you going to go the way that God suggests, which is the kingdom living path? And he makes that abundantly clear what he means by that in the Bible. And oftentimes we either get too busy, too distracted, or too, um, maybe, this, and this could be the point that leads us into today's message. Sometimes we get, you know, even as we go to church and we hear messages, we think of, we think of life in two phases. Like we're here and then we're going to go to heaven at some point. And I like a concept that you brought up uh, in, in one of the teachings before, where you said, heaven is open now. <laughs> and that was so revelational, because it's, it's not you're an eternal being. So uh, that is why I really love for us to jump right into what you're going to talk about today, which is the power of now faith. Yeah, that is it's just so important, because we, we, we have this thought that is when I get to heaven, then what a glorious day it'll be. Well, but heaven came to earth to live inside of us now. And so we're going to talk about the now faith. And, and so, so it's, it just, it's just so important that we, that we, 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 we get this. And as you're just kind of talking there too, Carrie, is, is that uh, the whole idea. And one of the things I've just learned, because this whole series started, uh, like you said, back in 2006, but I, I just started reading the word of God, meditating, chewing on the word of God. I, I, it, it just, I, I just love the word of God. And, and I see that what I was writing years ago has changed because he's been showing me. Uh, and, and again, this is for everybody. And, and one of the statements I, I, I like, I like when I, I think I know something, but I learned that it's really a lie. So, so one of the things is what you believe to be true turned out not to be true when do you want to know about it? And, and I, that's a statement that we've made in financial planning too, <laughs> but it really carries over to life planning. If what you believe to be true turned out not to be true, much like you just said, heaven is open now. So we, we need to understand this. And so much like we do each, each series is, is, is it so important uh, that we we just go back to some of the basics that we have uh, and just ask these questions: Which is greater and more powerful? What you see or what you don't see? And and what we've learned is that the unseen the unseen is more powerful than what you see. Uh, so the unseen uh, created the seen, and then what we have is the scriptures also uh, that that talks about. Now, now by faith, and this is this is in Hebrews eleven three in the Amplified. So this is the now faith, the now now faith, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. We have the title deed, the title of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality. Now, now. Come on, we got to get our mind around this. So it's the conviction of the reality. I mean, the unseen is reality. Faith receiving as a real fact what is not revealed to the senses. What we've done is we've walked by the five senses more than trusting in the unseen spirit of God. For by faith, faith, trust, and, and holy fervor born of faith. The, the men of old had divine testimony born to them and obtained a good report. By faith, we understand that the worlds, now look at this, that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order, and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God, so that what we see was not made out of the things which are visible. Now, I just want to stop because, because we went through a, th three verses right there that are just so powerful, so impacted. So, so it's by faith that we trust in the now, in the unseen. And, and so what, what was just said here in verse three, by faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, put in order and equipped for their intended purpose. There's an intended purpose for the world by what? The word of God. It was spoken. It was spoken in, in existence. So that what? So that what we see was not made out of the, was made out of the things which are visible. So the unseen created 
the scene. And then we see in 2 Corinthians 4.18, since we consider and look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are visible are temporal. Let's get that, brief and fleeting, but the things that are invisible, I love this word, are deathless. I love it. I love the word ageless and everlasting, because we are ageless. As born-again believers, we are ageless. Uh, we're deathless. We have everlasting. We're spirit beings made in the image and likeness of, of God. So let's go back, and I'm going to be, be asking this question, because I'm going to put a new, uh, a new thought pattern in, in these three three questions here, which because it's important because we get these three uh, questions and understand because it's so basic, much like uh, football. Here's the football. We can learn the basics of it. So what are the three greatest historical events ever? What are the three greatest historical events ever? And, and as we look at this, we, we call this the green line, red line. And what it is, is we are spirit beings. Life was created in the spirit. So the first and greatest historical event was God spoke the universe and the world into existence. So it's creation. And how do we do with that? Well, we form man in God's image. We have Adam and Eve. And what did they do? They declared a declaration of independence against God and rebelled against God and went their own independent way through that rebellion. So what happened is the kingdom of darkness came in, the satanic rule of the prince of this world came in, and we have, and I love to ask this question, when did death, sickness, and disease start? Because what we have flowing around the world right now is, is just fear, the fear of death, the fear of sickness and disease. And that's what that's what's covering the airwaves. When we're our word as as followers and disciples of, of the Lord Jesus Christ is we speak life. We don't speak death. And so through the fall, uh, man gave up dominion. And what happened is that uh, through the selfish desires of man, we have the symptoms of the fall of the guilt and the shame and the pain and condemnation, the inferiority complex, that orphan spirit that we have looking for our father, the spirit of rejection, injustice, and fear. And we have the judgment. We live under this condemnation of judgment that we're going to be judged. And what happens, so, so we have the, the first greatest historical event is creation. The second is fall. And then we have redemption because by and through Jesus Christ, God loved us to send his son here to earth as, as, as a human and as, a, as, as Christ, as Christ Jesus, he came and redeemed us through the blood on the cross and he, he, he recreated us back to the intended purpose that he had in the beginning. We're new creations. We're recreated. And he said, it is finished. It is complete. And so here we are. Uh, and so the restoration of the kingdom of God is restored. And here we are now in the present. And, and we receive the recreation life through being born again. We're born again in the spirit because we died in the spirit. We're alive in the spirit now. And we have this born again spirit when we receive what Christ did on the cross. And so now we have his love because we're made in his image. And in, in the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So we we're born again, and we invite in the Holy Spirit. We're baptized into water, but we're invited in. And we ask the Holy Spirit to come in and indwell. So we're baptized in water. So the water is cleansing the outside. We're washed clean of the salvation, but we want, and the Holy Spirit comes in and cleans all the, the soul and the mind and our will. And with that, we're transformed and we have victory over the demonic 
kingdom of dar darkness, a satanic world. So we're born in that red line. We have the mind and our father is the devil. And I know that's really hard to believe, but that's what's happened. But we've been recreated, born again, where now we have our fatherhood in the Lord Jesus Christ. Our father is God, the creator of the heavens and earth. So what happens here is, is Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. The, the finished work of Christ is what's happened. But what, we, what happens, we have a way of thinking on a linear chronos time is we have past, present, and the future. That's the way that we think. And what I want to suggest to you is the way that God thinks is he thinks the future. Because what happens, look at this scripture here. This is in 1 Peter 20 uh, in the NIV. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Meaning Christ was chosen for redemption before the creation of the world. Let's make sure we get our minds around that. He knew that he was going to have to die to redeem all mankind and say, it is finished. It is complete. The finished work of Christ is complete. So we're living towards the future, the finished work. Of Christ has always been living towards. We, what we've done is we look back to our past and bring up the memories of our past as, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do these things. I can't. He, God wants us to live in the present now moment, the Kairos moment now, the divine moment. When we're born again, that was a Kairos moment now. He wants us, and heaven is open for us now. And that future, that future of, of, of the finished work of Christ is a now moment, not the past. The past is wiped out. It is gone. That slate is gone. Is, is that we've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus, and we live into the present moment of his future that has come into that Kairos moment of the finished work on the cross. So let's look at a couple of scriptures, or many scriptures, that, that, that helps us bring understanding to this. And this is 1 Peter again. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you and me from the empty life you inherited, that red line, from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold and silver, which lose their value. You know, that's meaningless. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God, now look at this, look at this. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. Let's make sure we get our mind around that. He chose Jesus Christ to come to earth long before the world began. But now in these last days, he's revealed for your sake. That's the present now. He's revealing the finished work as we move and understand what he really did when he said it is finished, it's complete, and our identity of who we are in Christ. And again, this is in the NIV, the same thing. He has chosen before the creation of the world, but has revealed these last times for your sake. So for our sake, he's, for our sake, he's doing these things, uh, that he's revealing himself to us. So in, in Ephesians excuse me, in Matthew 25, 38. Uh, and, and again, these, these are things that, that Jesus is, 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 then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Again, that's that future. Take your inheritance, the finished, complete work of Christ, which was created before the world. And we read in Romans 8, 29, and, and I'm going to get into this into another teaching. For those God foreknew, 
he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So it was predestined into the future, the complete finished work that Christ would die for us. And he, this was a part of the destiny that he has for us so that we would be the firstborn among many brothers. And I want to just get into a teaching letter date on the first fruits and being the firstborn. We are the firstborn. We're like Jesus because he was the firstborn. So we have that same uh, privilege and we are heirs of that firstborn. That we have the privileges as a firstborn. And so in, in Ephesians 1, 4, for he chose us, you and I, in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless in his presence in love. For he chose us, you and I, in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his presence. So we have the history of, of creation, we have the fall, we have redemption, but we have was what he, what he knew would happen is the finished work of Christ. We're living in the future to have the present now, the now faith now. Uh, is what we have. So, so where is the past? Where's the, where's your past? Is it in, in the seen or in the unseen? And obviously our past is in the unseen. It may look real back then, but the only way we bring up the past is with memories. And if we're bringing that up, whether it's good or bad, it's in the past. It's been erased. We're in the now moment, in the present Kairos moment of now, not the linear time, uh, the historical looking, look, we're looking to the cross and the finished work of Christ now. That's what we're living in is the present. The past, we're putting the fraud firing extinguisher on the past, and we have the power of now faith. The past is gone. The new is here. Heaven is open now. And so what happens, where's the past located? The trauma, the fear, the lack, the betrayal, the insecurity, that's in the mind. And we've been, we have the mind to cross. We take every thought captive to the word of God because our battle is a spiritual battle that's in our mind. And when we, we take every thought captive to the word of God, the finished work of the cross, we're released of the bondage uh, to that past trauma, fear, lack, betrayal, and insecurity that we can be carrying. So we have the power of now in the Colossians 2, 12, 15, in the passion. Then Jesus made a public spectacle of all the powers and principalities of darkness. And again, redeeming us from that red line to the green line, stripping away from them every weapon and all the spiritual authority and power to accuse us. And again, he's the great accuser, accusing us of, of our guilt and shame and comment. And by the power of the cross, Jesus led them around as prisoners in a procession of triumph. He was their prisoner. So, so the, the demonic world is now the prisoner of the cross of Jesus Christ, and we have dominion. So he was not their prisoner. They were his and so we have rule and reign back on earth. We'll be talking more about some of our past teachings have covered this too, but, but there's some new teachings I want to get into on this also about our identity and, and the power and authority that we have. So we have the resurrection, the power of now faith in Philippians 3 uh, verses 10 and 11 in the NIV. I, I want to know Christ. This is Paul teaching. I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection. We have the resurrection power living in us and the participation in his suffering, becoming like him in his death. We have died with Christ. We rose with Christ. And we have and, and we have the faith, the now faith of God. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead, we have the resurrection power of, of life living in us. And, and this is so important that we recognize this in Romans 6, verses 8 to 11 in the Amplified. <laughs> death, and, and again, this death is behind you in the new creation, resurrected life is now. Uh, death was taken and nailed to the cross. You are in Christ. Christ died as you. He rose as you, and you are the new creation in Christ now, and you'll never die again. Now, that's that's something that I wrote. That's That's uh, so, but here is the word of God. 
Here's the word of God in Romans 6, verses 8 to 11. Now, now, if we have died with Christ, now, if we, do we die with Christ? Yes. If we die with Christ, we believe that we will also live together with him because we know that the self-evident truth that Christ, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. We'll never die again. We already died with him. We rose. Death no longer has power over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin, ending its power and paying the sinner's debt. Our debt, our mortgage has been paid off. Our debt mortgage has been paid once and for all. In the life that he lives, he lives to glorify God in unbroken fellowship with him. And that's the same life that we live to bring honor and glory to God. We have died with Christ. We rose with Christ. And even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin and your relationship to it broken. Broken. It's dead. We're dead, to, but alive to God in unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. So the purpose of Christ's coming was to defeat the demonic, the sinful world, and, and to redeem us back into fellowship to bring honor and glory to him. So our prayer is, that, is to glorify us so we can glorify the Father in heaven. That's what Jesus did, is glorify us here on earth so we can bring glory and honor to you now, in the present now, not into the future. Future has come into our presence through the finished work on the cross. Heaven is open now. And, and you know that this is one of my favorite scriptures, but we got to understand this now on this chronos timeline of past, present, future, but now we're dealing with the Kairos divine moments. Therefore, if, uh, if, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old, that past is gone. The new present is here now. The new is here now. So that past is gone. New creation life is here now living in us. So let's, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are we in Christ? Yeah. The new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So, and, and, and again, this, this is something that uh, in the Passions translation, uh, Colossians 2, is that I just love this, and I just love this. Wow, 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 wow. And the, these are things that I, I just said, because this is a wow, the finished, complete work. And he said, it is finished, is that he canceled our legal violation he had of our record and the old, award, uh, old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. And again, that's that judgment mindset that we have of our guilt and shame of that red line living, that sin nature. He canceled out every legal violation we have on our record and the old arrest warrant. Our performance-based, we have this performance-based thinking that we have to perform to enter into God's presence. We enter into God's presence based upon the finished, complete work, the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross. He erased it all, our sins, our stained soul, all of that guilt and shame and condemnation, he erased it all. And again, if you've ever had a hard drive deleted, he deleted it all. And, they, and it cannot be retrieved. That past is gone. The new is here. The new creation life is here now. The finished work on the cross is finished. Not by anything we did. It's by receiving all that Christ has done for us. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto the cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Wow. <laughs> this is victorious living. This is so powerful to see what this is like. And again, this is something we've talked about, and I just love to bring up in, in various other translations, but but again, we have divine health. We have divine health now when he said it's finished. It's finished. So the past 
The past is gone. That's when that sickness and disease, and we can understand, even though we, and this is not to lay any guilt or shame on anybody that, that is, that has sick, or that's sick even now, but that's, that's what's being diagnosed. But Jesus Christ has said, hey, no, you are healed. And salvation and healing was a part of the finished work on the cross. And, and in the last teaching that we did that that'll be released out is, is that we have divine health. We don't have to die of sickness and disease. And that's one of those lies that's been perpetrated on us that, that we have to die of cancer or, or some, some, uh, some sickness or heart disease. No, we go to glory when that time has come. And, and so, so we, we don't have to, to leave this earth uh, with sickness and disease. That was never God's divine plan for us. And so this is in uh, the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 21, which I just love this passage. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died, what? For all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Wow, let's make sure we get this. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for what? All. We also believe that we have all died to our old life. So, you know, because some of the teaching that we get sometimes is he died for, for me and you, uh, Carrie. No, he died for all, for all. So we believe that. So we. So here we go with this next verse. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died, was raised for them. Now, here comes the verse that really begins changing some things there. So, so, we, have, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we, we know him now. Now, this was written before the Gospels are written. So Paul wrote this before the Gospels. And so how did they view Jesus here on earth? They saw him as a rebellious rebel against the government of man. And so he was crucified because he was claiming to be God. And so he was crucified. He was a rebellious man against the things. Yet he was, he was but they, they saw him in the flesh. They saw him just as human. But how did Paul, who was persecuting the Christians, Paul comes to Christ. He receives the Holy Spirit. So how differently we know him now. So we know him through the Holy Spirit revealing who Jesus Christ is, Christ, how Christ is. And so we're in Christ. So the Holy Spirit reveals that he's not just human, but he is a spirit being through the Holy Spirit. And what happens now, if we take these first two or three verses here, Christ died for all. And what we've been doing is judging people the way we see people through the flesh, through their body, rather than seeing them as the crucified, as Christ has died for them, shed his blood for them. We begin seeing them through the eyes of Christ, through the spirit, with the, with the intended purpose that Christ had for all, because he died for all. We begin seeing people that way. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of, so our task is reconciling people to him, to see people and others that Christ died for all and not seeing them just through the human outer body. For God was in Christ, which he was doing, reconciling the world to himself no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonder. So this is the message. The message we bring is the message of reconciliation. Uh, reconciling, God was reconciling man back to himself through Jesus Christ. So we are Christ's ambassadors. We are here to be ambassadors. God is making his appeal through Carrie, you and I, and everybody listening through us. We speak 
for Christ. Now think about that. We're speaking the word of life through Christ when we plead, come back, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be that offering, the offering for our sin, all mankind's sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. We are made righteous. That's right standing with God in Christ Jesus now. Now, the finished work of Christ. That's bringing the future into the present now. Now, it's not going back. The future's already been uh, pro prophesied back before the world was uh, uh, created. And, and with that, the finished work of Christ is now. So we stop seeing people the way we see in the flesh. We see them the way Christ, the way God loves them and see them. So we're bringing this message of reconciliation to the world. So the past, the past has been erased. And therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this new creation has come. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So that future that was spoken of has come into our present now, and heaven is open now. And these are some things that we went through, Carrie, in, in some of our other other uh, uh, teachings, but uh, when do you experience victory? Now or in heaven? When do you overcome? Now or in heaven? When are you reconciled to God? Now or in heaven? When do you have peace with God? Now or in heaven? When do you get that shalom rest? Now or in heaven? When are you more than a conqueror? Now or in heaven? When, do you, when, when can you do all things through Christ who strengthens you, now or in heaven? When, do you, when are you restored into the image and likeness of God, now or in heaven? When do you receive there, there, is, there, there is now no more condemnation, now or in heaven? When do you receive no more sin, guilt, shame, or inferiority complex, now or in heaven? When do you become a saint? We did a whole teaching on this, now or in heaven. When do you become a king and a priest? Now or in heaven. When do you re receive shalom peace? Now or in heaven. When do you become partakers of God's divine, I love this, DNA, God's divine nature? Now or in heaven. When are you judged and declared righteous? Now or in heaven. When are your sins forgiven? Now or in heaven. When your sins removed, all the stains removed, now or in heaven. Uh, when was your sickness and, and disease removed? Now or in heaven. When, when do you die in Christ? Now or in heaven. When do you receive the resurrection power of Christ? Now or in heaven. When does the Holy Spirit, when does the Holy Spirit, Christ Jesus, dwell in you? Now or in heaven. When are you redeemed? Now or in heaven. When does your born-again life begin? Now or in heaven? When does the power, love, and the sound mind of Christ come into you? Now or in heaven? When do you receive and put on the royal robe of righteousness? Now or in heaven? When are you redeemed? Now or in heaven? When does your born-again life begin? Now or in heaven? When does the power, love, and sound mind of Christ come into you? Now or in heaven? When do you receive and put on that royal robe of righteousness? Now or in heaven. When are you in Christ? Now or in heaven? Heaven, do you sit on the throne of Christ? Now or in heaven? When are you judged for your sin? Look at that. Now or in heaven. When, do you, when is the curse removed? Now or in heaven. When do you receive the eternal life? Now or in heaven. When are you made righteous, holy, and sanctified? now or in heaven? When do you receive the gift of righteousness? Now or in heaven. When do you conquer death? Now or in heaven. When do you become the new creation? Now or in heaven. And again, we did this teaching back sometime on some of these, but it's just so powerful to just know now. I am a new creation now. Therefore, if anyone's, anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has been deleted, it's gone, it's been erased, and the new creation life is here now. And we've gone through this 
before, but I think it's important just to remind us too that I have divine health with a new creation life in us right now. In Colossians 3, 10 through 11, you've acquired new creation life now, which is continually being renewed into the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God in this new creation life. Look at this. Your nationality, because this is being just being taught, division is being taught to us so much right now uh, over the airwaves about death and and, and in this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference, nor your ethnicity, nor your education, nor your economic status. They matter nothing, for it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. This was written to the disciples, to the believers. This is written to the believers. And this is so important because what really matters is Christ living in us. So our nationality is we are in the kingdom of God. We are in our ethnicity is we're, we're in the family of God. We're children of God. Our education is, Lord, give me your wisdom. I want your knowledge. I want the mind of Christ. I've got the mind of Christ. And our economic stand status is our father owns everything. We're heirs. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe. And so Here's something, this is the believer's declaration of now, of now. Now, just listen to this, because this is powerful. Now, and this is just speaking this over now, may the God, the God, the fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing, look at this, with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. Let me just make sure, <clears throat> let me make sure that we get this and receive this now. May God, the fountain of hope, God is the fountain of our hope. We're putting our hope, hope and faith. The faith now fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you do what? Trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit, as we invited him in, the power, love, and the sound as the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with what? His superabundance. His superabundance, his super, until you radiate your hope, the light of Christ in you now. This is so important. And Carrie, as we've closed uh, most of our sessions and our teachings, uh, we just want to close with this believer's declaration. Uh, and, and those that are watching, just read it out loud as we go through this uh, and just speak this. And, and I know we've offered this to, to, to people, uh, is I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to and in the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of love. I manifest as I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit living in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me now. I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise, which is my robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have, the, I have legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness. I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed by the blood of Jesus. Amen and amen. Wow. It's, you know, it's such a now, we, we often say it's such a now word, but Really, uh, Glenn, what you've been talking about is is that thing that uh, I guess tradition would say, or 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 religion would often say, is there is that difference between uh, what we go through, uh, kind of like as you pointed out early on, on a timeline, you know, the past, present, and future. But in the kingdom living way of looking at it, we're we're there. It's uh, it's like you said early on, heaven is open now, and so. This makes this a tremendously um, important message to, 
to to grasp as you're working on becoming uh, all you can on, on the way God sees you on that green line living, uh, the eternal eternal life now. And uh, you're right. We had made uh, we've made the believers' declaration of legal rights available as a free resource. Uh, you can get that on the repelminute.com. And so by being able to do that, uh, we've suggested it's a great tool to maybe print out and you can you can frame it, uh, hang it on the wall uh, next to your place of, of, of um, prayer or you know, maybe even at work or wherever you'd like so that you can remind yourself of how God sees you and what your rights are as a legal heir. And so, Glenn, this teaching is so important. Uh, and as we go through it, it just it just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and I just want to encourage them, share these teachings, get yes. them out there. There's such a hunger and thirst for the truth that, to bring just the light into this dark world, because this is bringing the hope of, the, of, 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 of Jesus Christ. Is, because the, 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 we're tearing down some of that religious spirit that is out there. And, and, and with that, we're just bringing the Word of God. As you can see, much of what we're, we're, we're talking about is just reading right out of the Word of God and bringing this truth into the present now. Uh, and, and we have this now faith, the power of the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit living in us now, the now faith. Absolutely. And Glenn, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to pray for all of us that are uh, watching this. Uh, before we do that, I just want to remind you that every bit of these resources, all the Kingdom Living resources are available to you. They're absolutely free of charge. The website that you want to jot down is therepelminute.com. Therepelminute.com. You will find so many resources there available to you. You can review the entire Kingdom Living podcast series. You can take a look at the entire uh, fraud series of um, messages. In fact, there's also information on how you can get your own copy of Glenn's book, Fraud, What God Has to Say About the Tactics of the Enemy. You can also use it to subscribe to The Repel Minute, which is that daily powerful uh, biblical uh, encouragement message that Glenn has been doing continuously since 2006 to help us remember. We, it's kind of like a uh, jump start for your battery every morning as as you're as you're waking up and getting going, and it's a reminder of who God has called you to be in Kingdom Living. So all that is available to you. The website you have to go to is therepelminute.com. And by the way, if these messages are impacting you, uh, please make sure you subscribe to the Repel Minute. That's the YouTube channel. So you just go to youtube.com and look for. Uh, just put in the REPL Minute. They'll come up and subscribe to that channel, and you'll be, uh, that way is one good way to know whenever new episodes are available. Another great place to do that uh, is also Facebook. We have a Facebook page called the REPL Minute. Uh, so you just go to Facebook and in the search bar, the REPL Minute, and uh, we invite you to like, and just as importantly, share this with people that you're in contact with so that they can receive a blessing of understanding their position relationally in kingdom living. Glenn, I'm just so excited about this uh, this series and, and where God is taking us on this journey as we see the audience growing, not only uh, kind of in our, own, in our own country, but literally as people are appropriating this all over the world. We're, we're seeing uh, people tune in from all sorts of countries, every place from, uh, from places like Sweden to... Uh, uh, places like Bangladesh and to India and to uh, uh, it's just nice to see that the word of God is reaching globally in this land. So as we close today, I want to really ask uh, if you would pray for all of us all over the world who are part of, of, of the kingdom living family as God created us. And this is, this is a family. This is an ecclesia. We, we, we are a part of the body of Christ. And, and one of the things that as, as I began writing the, 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 the REPL Minute uh, years ago was I saw this as the church without walls, the ecclesia without the building. And it's just, and, and again, uh, through the internet, through this, this tremendous technological tool, we're able to spread the gospel, the word of God through these tools. And so just so the power of the word of God is, is carrying. 
and it's impacting lives all over the world. So, so one of the things too, that I was just, you know, get the book, get the book and then share it, read it along with someone else. And we challenge you to, to take the 40, uh, the 40 day challenge is, is uh, to, to, to mark it up, write it up, put the date you started reading the book. And then after you've read it, uh, give it away uh, and, and, or, uh, get another copy or what, and, and, and have three or four or five of you go through it at the same time and challenge them on the 40 day challenge to do it together and then discuss it because what it is, it just is, it's a transformation. It's growing your life in Christ. And I'd have to say the major theme is our identity in Christ. Who are you? And, and again, as our teaching today, uh, we're representing uh, as, as, as ambassadors here on earth and knowing uh, what, what we have in the dominion we have as Christ. And we're going to be doing more teaching on this into the future, but I'm just so thankful because uh, really it's the Holy Spirit that has guided and directed this because it's, it's definitely, uh, it's not us, Carrie, it's, it's what he's doing to take this. And I know you've given me some statistics about what's going on in Facebook and how that's impacted. So we were using a tool that, that is able to deliver to, to the, to the nations, to the world. So we're just so thankful for what the Holy Spirit's doing in teaching others. So let's go before the Lord in prayer now, Father. And now we come to you in this present moment now, because heaven has come to earth. And Father, we just pray over each person here that's listening. Father, you would just use them and just anoint them, just cover them with the blood of Jesus. Father, whatever needs to be healed, whatever emotional tie that they've got, uh, to, to the demonic or to, to any soul pains that have got, Father, they were erased, they've been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. And the physical pain that they're going through right now, whether it be a right shoulder, a knee, uh, whatever is going on, Father, that the healing, your blood, your anointing, your that comes over them now. Father, you release them of that pain now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. You're restoring, you're restoring marriages, you're restoring uh, relationships with, with children, Father. And this was foreordained from the beginning, the finished work of those rebellious children are a broken relationship. You're restoring them now in the name of Jesus. Heaven is open, bringing restoration to all. And we see people, we see others the way you see us. And we see them through the spiritual eyes. And we listen, we hear your voice working in us. Your word is sharp and active, and it's, it does not return void. We speak life over everybody here today. We proclaim Jesus as Lord. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit living in us right now. And we just thank you for the life you've given us. We just lift this up in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And thank you, Glenn, for uh, for praying for us. And thank you, uh, viewer, from wherever you're tuned in. And drop us a line, by the way. Uh, comment on Facebook or uh, uh, on the YouTube and let us know where you're enjoying uh, Kingdom Living as we keep going and growing in the things of the Lord. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next time here on the Kingdom Living Podcast.